Welcome to Dr. Jeffrey Ross, Looking Good and Feeling Great podcast, live from Las Vegas, with his co-host, Daryl Craig Harris. Hi folks, Dr. Jeffrey Roth here, your board certified plastic surgeon in Las Vegas, Nevada. And we're at it again. A little bit of a hiatus, but uh, uh, we're back. Uh, and I apologize in advance. So, well, yeah. well, yeah, we, I mean, we both is super busy. And actually, one of the things we did, I think that was actually since our last episode was we went to London. Yes. And for the Fury uh, White fight, that was amazing. That was, that was absolutely <laughs> spectacular. So, yeah, so, so to, as listeners know, uh, Top Rank Boxing is near and dear to uh, my heart. And, uh, and they, uh, allow me to go ahead and soap the boxers from time to time and uh, and such. So so we went over to London, England. I've never been there before. And just history is everywhere. I, I know you've gone multiple uh, times, Craig, and such, but uh, uh, just history is everywhere. And and we hit the lottery. And I mean, what I mean by that is we had three sunny days in a row, uh, which often right. doesn't uh, happen there. And uh, it was just a, a spectacular trip. And we had actually a good food. And again, that was like the knock on London, but that's really come up apart. And, and the building everywhere. They're building condos and they're building office space because the whole mm. world, I guess, is coming. It's just, it was an amazing city uh, as far as the, the venue uh, goes. Uh, again, Wimbledon Stadium, never been there before. And they had 96,000. Yeah, it was uh, amazing. And uh, just super amazing. And then um, uh, again, one of my, one of my f- highlights, and, and forget about the fight itself, which was terrific, but also between uh, fights now, it used to be nothing. And then all of a sudden people have DJs and they're trying to keep the energy up, just like at NBA games they have. You yeah, know. that was actually more like a rock concert with the fight. No kidding. And, uh, no kidding. A, the and, UK uh, audiences are amazing. Yeah, a rock concert broke out uh, and played the ultimate sing-along song, which is, of course, uh, a Sweet Caroline. Right. So 96,000 people singing Sweet Caroline. It was loud. And it was just it was just amazing. So mm-hmm. uh, And everybody there was friendly. Uh, so many people from so many other places, different cultures. It was truly terrific. Uh, we did one day of sightseeing. We went to the Tower of London, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so we go in and my guide uh, is there and she's like, wow, this is interesting. They're all wearing their class A uniforms today. And we're like, hmm. so she knew a few of the, the beef eaters and they, and they look like they just walked off the gin bottle, right? right. So, and um, and they have to have like 22 years of an impeccable record and, and they're all veterans and, and such. And uh, they know all the stories. And so she said, why are you guys in your class A's today? She said, well, today's the queen's birthday. All right. So, yeah. uh, and so we also were there and they did a 62 gun salute. So when does that ever going to happen in your lifetime? And uh, so th- that was that was a lot of pomp and circumstance, which of course the British love and uh, and we as American tourists ate it up. And uh, it, it was just it was a terrific uh, trip, both from a fight standpoint, from a tour standpoint. It was it was just terrific. You also went to the was it the Royal Society? Yes. So we wound up uh, going to the Royal Society of Medicine. Uh, they made a mistake and let me become a member, uh, overseas member. <laughs> A long time ago. I think they knew what they were doing. And uh, it was a fascinating place. That There's there's some Royal Societies, Royal Society Surgeons, stuff like that. This one was it was interesting because it, of course, is British and has Poncom circumstance, but very modern take. They do a lot of educational uh, activities. They have, I think, the, the biggest um, medical library uh, in Europe. And um, it was very modern, very together. They do a lot of continuing medical education things. Mm-hmm. And um, they actually have a, a, a buttery, which is a place that you can go ahead and get sandwiches and that. They have a formal dining room. Uh, and they also have a little hotel 
so that right. yeah, which, you which so. is and again as you know it's like impossible to get a room in London <laughs> well and, unless you have a lot of money <laughs> yeah unless you have a lot of money then, it's, then, then things become possible yeah uh, yeah and so uh, they have these little rooms that if you're a um, a traveling physician and such like that they can put you up there which is right in the Mayfair district of London if anybody knows that which is really a, a spectacular part of London and uh, it was it was really terrific and I met a, a few of the folks that worked there and they were all really spectacular so yeah. that was that was a treat for me. Yeah, that was such a, such a fun trip. And speaking of amazing cities, we live in Las Vegas, which many of you guys following us know. And um, we were just talking about some legendary actors that we just lost. And one of them was James Caan, who had a connection to Las Vegas. And, and sure. I think you would... You were familiar with them. And- sure. So so James Caan, Jimmy Caan, uh, a great guy, spectacular actor, recently passed away, which was which is uh, which is really too bad. And uh, people know him from all of these movies. He's so many the, from The Godfather to Rollerball to Brian's Song, uh, which basically the the young folks now have to go ahead and Google all this. <laughs> yeah. um, but basically, which is a Brian Piccolo story, and he was opposite uh, Billy D. Williams uh, in that, and that's like. One of the two or three times uh, you can cry as a man. Uh, yeah, that's a, okay. Such a great so movie. It's something for Joey, Brian's song, Old Yeller. And if you uh, just won the gold medal and they're playing the national anthem, that's about it. Uh, <laughs> as men are completely that's, that's not true. allowed to cry. Uh, yeah. so at least when I was growing up. Yeah, uh, that's but, true. But yeah, so yeah, if you want like a, a great acting, tearjerker, it's after Brian, Brian's song is, is the way to go. He was in Thief, which I thought was really uh, underrated. and mm-hmm. um, But he has this connection to Las Vegas. Uh, he was actually the star of the show called Las Vegas. It was a television show uh, back in the day, and it was a mythical uh, casino, but um, they had you know, all sorts of... He, was the, the, he was the rough and tough all the casino owner. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was all the all the kishy stuff that you would expect <laughs> if you had a show in Vegas called Las Vegas. Is right. All of it. You know, girls in, in bikinis and showgirls and, uh, you know... Uh, all of the drama that you would expect and, you know, are they going to rob the casino, they going to blow the casino. So, yeah, so it was, it was all, and then uh, he uh, actually exited the show and Tom Selleck uh, oh. came in in that yeah. role as the casino boss before he became Magnum P.I. Bloods and all that stuff. Right, 100%. <laughs> uh, he was also in Honeymoon in Vegas, uh, another Vegas connection right. uh, with him. And uh, so, yeah, so he was... Uh, and no he, also, he also loved the fights too, right? Yes, yeah, he was he was a fight fan. He was uh, he was an equestrian also. He liked riding horses. Uh, mm-hmm. He liked the fights. He liked coming to, to Vegas and, and all of that. And um, yeah, he was married uh, three, four times. I didn't have to look that up, but uh, but yeah, he definitely liked uh, liked all of that. Mm-hmm. And um, really interesting, interesting guy. And uh, another one, one of those stories that was was told to me uh, was uh, the Playboy story. So he was uh, tight back in the day with Hugh Hefner, uh, who mm-hmm. was uh, obviously the, the that was that was the, the place to hang out at the oh, at the grotto, <laughs> right? Uh, 100%. So. Jimmy gets a divorce, and uh, so Hef uh, tells him, well, hey, you know, I know you moved out, but uh, why don't you stay at the mansion, you know, for a little while until you get a new apartment or house where I'm like, oh, okay, sounds great, right? And so he says, yeah, I'll give you a, a room at the mansion, okay, fine. And so he's there. And you know he's eating, he's drinking, and it's it's James Caan who's a movie star, <laughs> exactly, with all of these pretty good looking guy. Yeah. girls, right? And and it just yeah. So come about three months down the line, and he goes up to Hef and he says uh, he says uh, Hef, I really appreciate your hospitality, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You've been a terrific friend. He says I, I gotta leave. And he's like, why? Isn't it, what's wrong? Uh, and he says he, he says you know 
He says, absolutely nothing's wrong. He says, my room is great. The food is great. You know, we have move night every Friday night. There's volleyball. There's this, there's that, or whatever. Like, he says, basically, half this is heaven. You know what I mean? He says, I'm pretty good. This is heaven. He says, I got to go. Yeah, I'm not going to get any work done. He says, I got to get some work. He says, otherwise, I'm going to stay here forever. He's like, I got to go. It's too much. It's too good. So, which is a really funny story. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, so James Caan, again, Good guy, good, fantastic actor, mm. uh, and all that. And then being also from Las Vegas, we always have a soft spot for the Goodfellow movies and, uh, and <laughs> yeah, the guys for, movies yeah. and that That's kind of true. stuff. So Casino, of course, being you know famous because uh, mm. a lot of that was uh, filmed actually here. Um, but again, this past few weeks, uh, we lost our Ray Liotta. Uh, who was terrific in, in Goodfellas, and then uh, Polly Walnuts, uh, right? Also yeah. from The Sopranos, and uh, my interaction with Polly Walnuts, if if you will. So I'm at a fight in New York City, uh, Madison Square Garden, right? The mecca of boxing. Everybody's there, right? And going to a fight there. I mean, going to fight in Vegas is spectacular. Going to fight in New York is spectacular, and it's it's really great because you get to sit next to people. For example, I was at yeah, a, it was such a, a huge event. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's so in front of me was uh, this a lady who just had written this huge tome on Lincoln. Next to me on one side uh, was a former football player for the Giants, and then to the side of me was uh, Chuck Zito, who uh, allegedly ran the Hell's Angels. So so and where would you put all three a rather of these eclectic people, crowd. <laughs> a very eclectic class so yeah. where would you put all three of these folks in the same place at the same time right mm-hmm. so either vegas or new or, uh, or new york but anyway so we're there and the big fight and all of a sudden there's like a disturbance in the crowd someplace you look back and there was Polly Walnuts he looked like he just walked off the set right <laughs> so he had his sports coat on he had his hair slicked back he yeah. had the whole thing going on so yeah so uh, so he was a fight uh, a fight yeah. fan too so yeah that's fun yeah that's yeah. I mean like it's that's one of the actually the neat things about living in Vegas as you know is that you just first of all I mean, and also doing the fights you just never know who you're going to meet oh, you no. know just yeah. walking down the street hanging out at a casino yeah. just whatever oh it's know. absolutely spectacular and everybody is usually very approachable, having a good time, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it's one of the really cool things about living in Las Vegas. Absolutely. So speaking of um, iconic towns, we're going to jump to a more serious topic in actually Miami specifically yeah. because uh, the, the Brazilian butt lift has been, been a very popular um, procedure. But it, uh, that procedure has a lot of risk. That's a procedure you actually don't even do. Right. Um, so, can we talk? Let's talk about that sure. situation. So the Brazilian belt, uh, butt lift uh, in in general, and then the new uh, restrictions on this uh, in uh, Florida. So so a couple things is uh, Brazilian butt lift uh, had been popularized. I mean, when I very first came to town, twenty years ago, crazy, almost 20 years ago, um, everybody wanted to be a size zero, right? Everybody wanted to be Nicole Richie, everybody wanted to be right. Paris Hilton, right? So I had uh, folks that were size twos wanted to be size zeros, okay? And then the Kardashians showed up, and then the whole world changed, and so it's great to have curves, and people, curves on top of curves, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and those things happen a bit in um, plastic surgery. The aesthetic sometimes will change. Yeah, because fashion does play a part. Fashion changes. uh, And one of the famous things was uh, Brazil. Brazil, they always kind of liked a little bit bigger butts, thin waist, and not a whole lot of chest. And then Baywatch... Uh, started and Pam Anderson, all that stuff, Pamela Anderson. And, and then uh, Playboy got down there. And so all of a sudden, the rate of uh, implants went up precipitously uh, in Brazil and then, you know, Miami and all that. Uh, same thing with the BBLs, the Brazilian butt lifts, in as much as the folks were going ahead and getting, you know, bigger posteriors. And 
So if you go to butt class, and I did, I spent 12 hours in butt class, uh, and there was one guy from Mexico and two guys from uh, Brazil, and they talked about the different types of implants. Now down in Brazil, the implants are softer, like a breast implant here in the United States would be, though ones here are more hard, uh, like a pect implant or uh, a cav implant, something along those lines. So, so that's one. And then two is secondary is, okay, well, what else can you use for filler? And one of those things would be fat on tissue, right? Right. So, and so it got popular. Well, one is, is if you really look at these guys' photos, you'll notice that they are really aggressive in the flanks, liposuctioning out the flanks. And so what we've done uh, selectively in our practice is, is we've been aggressive in the flanks. And when you do that, then some of the contours change and it looks like you've had something right. put in there, but not necessarily having so. to actually right. put an implant. And in, I, right. right. And I've had a few husbands and boyfriends say, come on, doc, did you really put something like, no, swear to God. So, uh, and so that's kind of worked out well for some folks. Okay. So Brazilian butt lifts. So again, popular operation, more popular. And again, if you're going to go ahead and do that or thinking about this, please don't go to some back room alley, et cetera, et cetera. Because again, like anything else, it's a real operation, et cetera, et cetera. Every major city now has had at least one death secondary to going to the no-tell motel and having put who knows what, fix a flat in there in some cases. Here in Las Vegas, somebody died because they actually got injected in the back of a tile store with somebody who wasn't a physician. And he actually died of lidocaine toxicity because they gave too much lidocaine. They caught him at the airport. It was a big mess. So having said that, there was a uh, a rash of fatalities uh, in uh, Florida. And so what they did is, is they put uh, new restrictions. And by new restrictions, a couple of them are, one, you can only do three of these operations in one day. And then two is you're supposed to use ultrasound to know exactly where you're placing uh, the fat or or material that that you're that you're putting in there. Um, because it's about anatomy. The numbers, depending on who you read, there's a one in 4,000 chance of something bad happening with a, a BBL. Now, again, some guys do these and do them really well. And again, they're board certified plastic surgeons. And so God forbid something happens, they can take care of you, right? right. So that's and also they're in a medical setting where if something happens. hundred oh, percent. So yeah, right. at a proper certified place and they have um, privileges to do this at a local hospital that so they can admit you to the hospital. So, so check off all those lists. I, again, cheap, and we've talked about this a hundred times, cheap gets expensive fast because if something happens like an infection or who knows what or death uh, or that that's that's big that's the biggest bummer right right is is yeah it gets expensive uh, really fast especially in admitted to a hospital etc etc so again don't skimp on plastic surgery and that kind of thing um which reminds me of like the old joke that somebody told me uh is three things you don't want to uh, skimp out on is uh, a sushi uh, condoms and uh, plastic surgery those are are three (laughs) things that's a wise man that told you that you don't want to cut corners right exactly on on that okay so uh, so with all that said is and a lot of that is anatomy and 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 by that uh, again we're on the kind of the radio so it's kind of hard to describe but basically most folks want that kind of that heart shape kind of j-lo sort Mm -hmm. of thing going on okay fine so there's a quadrant up there that you're going to be putting uh, fat into which is fine and what they showed us actually at one of the meetings uh, one of the national meetings that we have, and we haven't had a meeting in like two years, so I'm glad that they're kind of coming back, is they did this really nice study with cadavers, and they had this green stuff, which was kind of like Play-Doh sort of thing. And what they did was is they went ahead and injected the Play-Doh, if you will, into the cadavers. And what they saw, if you stayed 
in the dermis, which is a which is the layer of skin, and that's where uh, juvenum goes and that sort of thing. Right. Uh, the dermis also is where tattooing goes. It's a strength layer of skin. Uh, that's fine. You're good. So if you go underneath that into the muscle, and there's a few muscles there in the buttock area, it actually acts like a sieve. And so, mm. and, and if you put too much pressure on it, goes through like a sieve. And the issue is, is there's this little quadrant that has lots of vessels uh, running right. through it and like that. So the problem is, is if folks will put high pressure uh, fat in that area, then you can kind of put high pressure into that quadrant. And that's where issues come from, issues like you know, blood clots or fat embolism, which are these little itty bitty pieces of fat and they go floating through the vascular system and wind up places that you don't want them wind up and, yeah. and cause heart, heart right? and brain. So yeah, lung, heart, so mm-hmm. all that, all that stuff. So so that's the problem. So if you look at the anatomy and you're like, oh, geez, now I get it as far as, well, you know, why that part of the human anatomy is different than the other. Well, because structurally it's different and where you're placing the material is right next door to it. Mm-hmm. And again, the body is acting like a sieve, letting it kind of grow through as opposed to really kind of holding on to it. So that's Which would why. defeat the purpose anyways. Right. So that's why, that's why the restrictions are in place to try to put the material that you want to put in in the right, in the right place. What's the um, American Society of uh, Plastic Surgeons, what's their take on BBLs? Do they have guidance on that? Or? Yeah. So, so websites to take a look at is because is you, you, you Google BBL and you're going to get a thousand right hits. Mm-hmm. So places for good information as you identify the ASPS, the American Society of Plastic Surgeons. Uh, also uh, ASAP's American Society for Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons. They're all board-certified plastic surgeons. They're all university-trained. Um, they're the folks that one can anticipate issues uh, and then fix issues, God forbid, there is a God forbid. Um, but those are really the two places that I would go to um, or to take a look and see what the... To get really reliable is. information. Uh, uh, reliable information, uh, really kind of unbiased information. They'll tell you the good and the bad and the ugly on, on all of it. I think that that is a, a, the, the starting point. And then you have to figure out if it's you know really right for you. Mm-hmm. The other thing with fat is you got to put in typically 40% percent more uh, of what you think is about 40 percent is going to go away sometimes you have to put it back um, a little bit more they go oh, well it's settled okay you got to put a little more in and that's okay too yeah i do fat i used to do a lot of fat when i was in california but now the injectables the juvederms all that have gotten so good yeah uh, a lot so, more options right so number one and the number two is sometimes if somebody has like a golf ball uh kind of size dimple in their buttock and sometimes that happens when you put a little steroid in there and the body does what the body does and sometimes it'll leave a dimple sure absolutely we'll take some fat and put it in there and that really looks nice and works nice yeah. so so again it kind of depends on what you're doing it for how much you're putting in uh again the person's body habitus uh, you know are they a size sure. zero are they size eight what is size well what are they and then kind of wh- where you're going from there as well how, mm. how aggressive you're going to be yeah i mean and, and you know talking about like liposuction um, body shaping from that standpoint. I think that's a great take on that, like a, not, a good option if somebody doesn't actually want to do the BBL, but they, they want to have kind of re, reshape the look overall. Sure. Seems like the safe, really one of the safest options. Sure. So yeah, absolutely. Because right there, there you're kind of, you're not adding per se, you're actually subtracting. So, yeah. And they get a thinner look anyway. So yeah. that's, and they like that. So, yeah, so we've, yeah. we've done a lot of uh, abdominal liposuction flanks. The other thing that especially women really hate is that upper back fat, the bra fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really don't like that. And so we've been, we've been doing more, uh, more and more of that, uh, that right. sort of thing. Yeah. That's great. I mean, and liposuction of course is, has been proven to be very safe and yes. done by somebody who knows what they're doing, of course. Yes. So, and again, my bias and, and you know, I, 
try to profess my bias uh, when I can is, is, again, board-certified plastic surgeon working in a uh, certified surgery center. Myself like to have people out, OUT, with general anesthesia for me, and I've, I've done it all different ways in training and in practice and stuff like that. I like to have a second uh, physician in the room who's the anesthesiologist, mm-hmm. along with the nurse and the scrub tech, and et cetera. Yeah, et cetera. that's definitely, a, and you have a great team, one yes. wonderful team. So yeah, no, I, I, I'm blessed actually with the team uh, that I have. So so for me, I like it when people go to sleep and wake up and like, oh, are we done? Okay, right. so that I like uh, a lot. And then of course, with any liposuction procedure, you have to wear the compression garment for six weeks around the clock and then additional uh, four weeks halftime. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because you have a layer of skin and then you have the layer of fat, which you're sucking out. And then you have the layer underneath, which is usually muscle. And so you've taken out this layer. And so you really want the top layer to stick and to the lower layer without having intervening fluid or whatever my case might be because that's where the ripples and lumps and crinkles and stuff like that come from mm-hmm. and so that's why we have people wear the compression garment yeah one of the so key long. one of the keywords with all that is aftercare right post-operative oh, yeah. care because that that is going to determine the outcome sure so yeah like anything else in in surgery and especially in hand surgery once upon a time i was a hand surgeon you can be the best hand surgeon in the world i was not um i was trained by some of them but I, but they're spectacular uh, but the point is is they can be the best Hansers in the world, but if the guy or gal doesn't do the occupational therapy afterwards, it's not going to work. So you have to keep things limber. You have to you know do the stuff that the OT folks tell you, uh, and that's where you get your best results. Same thing in any other type of surgery. You know, get out of get out of bed. You know, cough, deep breathe afterwards. Uh, dad had a, a total hip done. He was he was good about going to rehab and getting up and moving around and, and such like that. So so again doesn't matter the surgery the in my situation uh, i've always been really a proponent of perioperative care before during after uh, what can you do to go ahead and set somebody up for success right maximize the positive outcome which is especially if you're investing if you're a person investing that kind of money sure you want to make sure that you, you well, get the results it's, right? it's money and it's time and it's resources mm-hmm. and it's time off work and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff and usually they come out with a, a really good result and they're happy that they did it for example, liposuction. A lot of these gals, mostly gals, ninety uh, percent. Um, now they can fit into a leotard better, so they'll go to Zumba class and they'll and they'll and they usually come back a year later and they look spectacular. Um, right. My cops and my firemen, yeah, real men, actually come to the plastic surgeon and, and get this stuff uh, done. Uh, the cops don't like it when the gun belt starts digging in, you know. Right. And the firemen, they just want to look like they came off the calendar. It's, it's <laughs> one of those things. But um, but they'll wear the compression garment underneath their uniform for about three months uh, because those guys, they have a tough job and they're always pushing or pulling or right. you know, yeah. it's something. Uh, and so for them, they like that. In fact, most folks, when they're getting back into the gym and all that, they like the compression. They like the feeling of the compression. Mm-hmm. They eventually wean it off, but they do like that feeling uh, right. for a while. And just kind of like the compression shorts we had in the 90s and all and yeah. all that sort of thing. So. Yeah, with the 90s. Well, actually, 80s, that was a scary there's time the, for fashion. It, well, there's, well, yeah, there's, there's that. We were all insane. Yeah. A lot of fun, but I, I digress. Um, yes. Let people know how they can find you um, sure. online and sure. social media. And all so that. yeah, so we're we're all over the place. Uh, uh, you know, I'll apologize up front for that. Uh, our cornerstone is, of course, our uh, website, uh, which is www.jjrothmd.com. That's jjrothmd.com, and uh, we revamped it. And so please do me a favor and uh, take a look. And if you find any typos, uh, please go ahead and let us uh, let us know. Sure. And uh, also, we're all over on social media, from uh, Instagram to Facebook to Twitter to LinkedIn to TikTok, I think, to it's never ending. Uh, to Friendster <laughs> and MySpace and MySpace. Uh, and, There's no more MySpace and uh, and all of all of that. So yeah, so so we're around. 
And, uh, and if you have any questions, we read all of those or call the office. We still answer the phone uh, in the office. If you have something you want us to talk about, please uh, let me know. And I'm happy to go ahead and talk about that because it's all about getting some good information out there. Absolutely. And please um, check out the podcast, follow us, subscribe for future episodes. We have a lot of uh, awesome topics coming up. Oh yeah. And also if you have questions or uh, you'd like, or topics you'd like us to cover, please let us know, send us a message and uh, we'd be happy to, to check that out. Sounds fantastic. Awesome. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us. For further information, please visit the podcast website link for Dr. Jeffrey Roth. See you next time.